From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for Wednesday, September 16th, 2009. I'm John Magi, and I'll be your host this week. I'm joined by our Orlando team. Corey Martin, Kathy Rowling, Julie Martin, Teresa Eccles. <laughs> yeah, he's having like a memory loss problem. <laughs> you know what the bad part is? I have to actually look up. <laughs> he was trying not to. Kevin Close, uh, Ferris is with us as usual, and Max the intern is in the peanut gallery. I had to look up and see who was sitting there. Um, Who's in the room with me? Who's in the room? <laughs> really? I hear voices. Pete and Walter are still on vacation. This is, what, eight months, yeah. nine months now they've been away. Uh, they're still in Australia enjoying their adventures by Disney vacation. Make sure you check out Pete's blog. Very funny. We were discussing this before the show. I give him so much credit for posting pictures of being in Aboriginal makeup and all that stuff. Yeah, Aboriginal drag queen. That's really <laughs> funny <laughs> stuff. I want to picture him on the train in that... Indiana Jones hat or whatever he's got on. <laughs> it's really funny. But uh, um, check out his blog. It's very entertaining. And uh, also some really beautiful pictures. Australia's a beautiful place. It's absolutely gorgeous. And the things they're getting to do are, are definitely uh, making me jealous. So uh, This week's show, Kathy Rowling is going to fill us in on all the changes and new itineraries just announced by Disney Cruise Line for 2011. And boy... Have we been busy? Uh, Corey Martin had a chance to attend the press event yesterday for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter area at Universal Universal Orlando's Islands of Adventure, and he's going to give us all the scoop on that as well as his thoughts on what was announced. And And in a very strange change of pace, Kevin Close is going to review the new Toy Story Mania game for the Wii. Wow. Excited, huh? Uh, (laughs) I am. Not really. I don't have a way. <laughs> Get excited. Just going to say. I think, Big news. I think all the air had gone out of the room at that point. <laughs> Nobody really cares. Really? Is that why? All that plus news, weather, and sports. No, not sports. <laughs> news, weather, and rapid fires on this week's Diz Unplugged. Um, we have a couple of housekeepings we want to get through. Uh, first, I want to apologize for the show being late this week. As I mentioned, uh, Corey had a chance to go over and check out the press event for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So we wanted him a chance, give him a chance to go over and take care of that. And uh, also, we've had kind of a crazy week. Disney Cruise Line has announced everything all at once. So we're uh, scrambling to make sure we get that information prepared for the site. So the show's a little week late this week, and we apologize for that. Did you say the show's a little weak? Yeah, it's usually a little weak, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I'm hosting. It seems really weak. Um, my second housekeeping is I have a correction. I think it was last week's email show, or it might have been the one before that. Someone asked a question about Tables in Wonderland. And they asked about, uh, can you use your Tables in Wonderland card at counter service restaurants? And in our great Disney vast knowledge, we all said, no, you can't. Apparently, we were wrong. 
David Davies of Tallahassee, Florida, wrote, Greetings. You may have already received corrections about this, but since listening to your September 9th email show, I thought I'd pass along a correction. I'm passing, skipping the part where he calls us idiots. The Tales in Wonderland card, st- <laughs> the Tales in Wonderland card, still provides a 20% discount at certain counter service locations: World Premier Food Court, the All Star Resort, Intermission Food Court at the All Star Music Resort, End Zone Food Court at the All Star Sports Resort, Evening Pop Food Court at Pop Century Resort. I'm sorry, Everything Pop Food Court. Sessagula Float Works at the Food Factory, Port Orleans, French Quarter, The Artist Palette, Saratoga Springs, Flame Tree Barbecue, Animal Kingdom Theme Park, Pizza Safari, Animal Kingdom Theme Park, and Restaurantosaurus, Animal Kingdom Theme Park. Um, no gratuity is added at counter service locations. Thanks, David, for correcting us. My only problem, though, is only one of those do I consider counter service. Even though they're food courts... I still think it's a sit-down, right? Counter service to me is you go up to a counter, you get it, and you have to sit and balance the food on your lap and hope that the the ducks at Disney don't take it from you. I don't think of the food courts as being that way, but we appreciate the correction, David. Um, We're like People Magazine now. We have to print print out (laughs) Except we don't do it in like really tiny print somewhere. (laughs) We're sorry we said Heidi Klum weighed 400 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Next piece of housekeeping is a reminder that uh, Pete and Walter are going to be having a Diz Meet on September 19th in Sydney, Australia at the James Squares, James Squires on King Street Wharf near Darling Harbor. So uh, you have three days to get to Australia if you want to go and meet yeah, up with Pete and Walter. But by the time you get there, it's gonna, you'll miss it. Yeah, because it takes like 14 weeks to get there. <laughs> And that's all I have for housekeeping. Anybody else? No, I have, you, you took uh, one. I took your housekeeping? Yeah, it was the one about Tables in Wonderland. So The correction? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> no, no, I'm apologizing to the public that we didn't get that right. Oh. And not to you, John. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it sounded right when you said that. You didn't? <laughs> <laughs> you had in the back of your head that somehow you had the right answer. I did. I'm thinking, you know, I'm not sure, but it doesn't sound right. Next time, don't hold back. Okay. We do have a prize. Um, I, I selected a, a winner for the month of September from our random, I mean, our, our emails, you know, the random drawing. And Michelle Bowles is the lucky winner. I'm sorry, Michelle, we're not giving you any prizes. <laughs> <laughs> month of September or August? Oh, yeah, this August. This is September. It is September. September. <laughs> yeah. She's predicting the future. Okay. <laughs> Those would be the second half oh, of the month. We'll not yeah, get sorry, them. people. Um I have mommy brain. Leave me alone, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she chose number 29, though. <laughs> All right. Let's see. You have won Keys to the Kingdom Tour for two. You and a guest will take a behind-the-scenes look at the Magic Kingdom. It includes lunch at the Columbia Harbor House. All participants must be 16 years of age or older. And the approximate value of this prize is $120. Congratulations, and thanks for listening. Yay! Yay. Yay. Every time he gives away a prize like that, I think he's going to say, like, keys to my car. (laughs) (laughs) A brand new car. Come on down. Really? Oh, that was it. All right. Well, congratulations. What was her name again? Michelle? (laughs) Yeah, I have short-term memory loss today. (laughs) Congratulations, somebody. I'm winning something. 
she was know. really excited because it's her husband's birthday, so she must be giving it to him. That's a cool prize if you haven't had a chance to do it. The tour. All right. Thank you, Julie. Anybody else have any housekeeping? All right. No. It's another week show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to weather. And my trusty iPhone tells me that it's going to be in the upper 80s, low 90s all week, with about uh, 76%, 75% humidity all week with a chance of showers all week. So we're still finishing out the summer weather, the patterns of late day showers. So be prepared if you're coming down anytime soon. But it's starting to cool off a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's the good news. It is. Humidity's down. Especially at night. It seems to be getting some nicer nights. The breezes have been coming in and cooling things. So you turned in. off your air conditioner and you sleep with the windows open? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. I don't, we don't do that when it's 30 degrees. Exactly. <laughs> I see October 15th is supposed to be the start of the dry season, so we'll see how accurate they are on that. All right. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> We're actually over the worst day of the year for hurricanes. Really? So knock mm-hmm. wood, we have gotten. That's not anybody burping. That's me knocking wood. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's happened yet, though. We hadn't really right? had anything. We yeah. hadn't had one storm. That's why he's knocking on wood. That's right. Is this, uh, I don't think this is real wood. <laughs> Knock on laminated plastic wood. I've only been here a year. Does this happen, or the word you can get a hold? We've had a few. Mm-hmm. Pe- pe- the past few seasons haven't been that bad. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what's unpredictable about it. Is we can have, we had last year we didn't have any. This year we didn't have any, and then a couple of years ago we had like seventy in a row. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it weather. <laughs> it's really. All right. But it's just, it's unpredictable, you know? There was one recently off the coast of Africa that was like a, a three, like 3,000 miles away from us. And the newsman is like, there's a hurricane out there, but we don't have to worry about it. I'm like, don't talk about it then. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the Pacific, you know, we never hear about those. I'm sorry, but the Africans are not watching Local 6. I like that, but I love when they show the projected paths. <laughs> And one goes over Cuba, and one goes out to England, yeah. <laughs> and one goes back down to the... I like to, to watch when the little circle changes from yellow, and then next time you check the hurricane site, it's all red and hidden for us, and then it, it's not there the next day. Where'd it go? Or when they do the path of projected probability. Yeah, five-day cone. Exactly. And it can hit Maine or Cuba. It's like, Didn't I just say that? Yeah, but I said it funnier. <laughs> you said it squintier. I did. I squinted why I did it. Let's move on to News. Uh, and our top news story, or our first news story, actually, is lost amongst my papers. Major okay. Disney theme park updates announced. Walt Disney Parks and Resorts Chairman Jay Rizzullo announced plans for a fantasy, fantasy land expansion, the largest in the company's history. By 2013, guests will be able to visit their favorite princesses in their own theme, themed attractions. Cinderella, Aurora, and Belle will all get themed areas and include... A Beast's Castle, which will also have a new themed restaurant. To attract boys to the area, they're going to have little girls. <laughs> to attract boys to the area, the film's villains will also play a role in the update. Plans include increasing the size of the Dumbo, Dumbo the Flying Elephant Ride, and creating a circus tent to house a new, new attraction. Pixie Hollow, a character meet and greet area, will be added for guests to interact with Tinkerbell and her friends. The fairies are currently located in Mickey's Toontown Fair. One of the biggest additions will be a new Little Mermaid ride. Guests will travel through Ariel's underwater world using an Omnimover ride system like the Haunted Mansion. 
The ride is also planned as part of an update to Disney's California Adventure. To make room for the expansion, most of, ta- of Toontown will be removed. The roller coaster, Barnstormer of Goofy's Wise Acre Farm, will, rem- will remain, but will be rethemed, possibly relo- related to Dumbo Circus. Mickey and Minnie will get new homes near the front of the park. Wow. This is huge. It is. This is a huge expansion that they're, that they're planning. I also heard, um, talking about the ferries, they're bringing in a new ferry, too. A boy ferry. Oh, really? Yeah. He's supposed to be ferry of the dust or something. Is, it, is it gear? <laughs> a boy ferry. Gear. <laughs> yeah. gear. But I heard they're, they're going to get rid of him. <laughs> Stop. You know about that little dude on the, on the cruise ship, aren't you? <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I've heard that uh, they are bringing in a... I wasn't going to make any jokes at all. I wasn't going to. A fairy boy. I thought fairies were always girls. No, do you ever watch the movies? There's Uh, all kinds of. No. I don't have a six year old daughter. Oh, seven. Seven. (laughs) No, there's. And she's talking about Max. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's boy fairies. They're they're kind of odd and they're in the background floating around and stuff, but. No, they're bringing it one to the front. Okay, that's I'm all. I'm trying no, so think, hard to be. <laughs> well, I think bringing Mickey and Minnie to the front of the park is a good idea. Oh yeah, I, it should have been. They've there. always been like tucked away, and you have to go through all you know the other lands. Yeah, I didn't know they them. were back there the first two times I went to the park. <laughs> we never made it back that. Far. But where could they put them up front? That it makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I agree. I mean, I, I are so they build them ta- an apartment above the firehouse. <laughs> <Yeah, really. laughs> are they talking about right at the front of the park when you come to the train station, or are they talking about towards the front of the park, like maybe near Cinderella's Castle or something? There's like no that? place there. They could do it at Exposition Hall. There's all that room in the back. That's true. Get a room. <laughs> People get a room. Little smart <laughs> apartment above the candy store. Mickey okay. and Minnie's. Uh, Four years. <laughs> really? Oh, the lean years. Flat. The economy has even affected them. <laughs> really? They've had a downsize. Had a walk up. So sad. That would be funny. Mickey and Minnie, the early years. <laughs> that would be really funny if they did Mickey and Minnie's house repossessed. <laughs> and have, like, the bank notice on the door. Oh, my have gosh. A, they could have a department next to the boy ferry. She could sell pencils on the street. <laughs> it would be sad. like... The, it's turning, the West Village. No, I was going to say, it's turning into the play Rent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rent. I mean, Kevin and I left. Because I had an apartment next to the boy fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that each princess is getting their own, their, not their own land, their, their own, own area? area? Right. Land. Their own or house kingdom. slash chateau. But they'll be like miniature, I guess. No. The How are they going to fit in there? <laughs> they're not going to like build a whole bunch of huge castles, right? I guess they're like houses. Right. Yeah. The fairies are little, remember? Except Belle, who's I mean, getting a beast castle in a restaurant. True. Wow. So here's the question. Is there a place, is there areas in the Magic Kingdom... Somewhere between those two lands that will now make sense for it to connect, are you still going to have to do the walk around by the teacups? I say get rid of the whole poo thing back there. I've never been a fond that little poo play. You're not fond of poo. Nothing. Oh, the play area. Yeah, yeah. That was just that's part of it. That's going to go, and you know, Ariel's meet and greet area is going to go as well. But in order to 
take part of Toontown, there's got to be some connection back there that they're going to take away from a cast member area, a backstage area. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know where the connection's going to be, but I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be uh, around Small World, around that area. Yeah, well, I picture more like Small World is to the left, and then you've got Dumbo, and you've got that whole poo area going into Toontown. It could be one of these things like they did with Soren, where... Um, the facade is in the park, but the actual place is somewhere else. So you may walk somewhere else and go behind Small World to get into Beast Castle or something like that. Wow. You think it's going to upset anybody that wants the original the way it always was? Of course. Well, Toontown well, wasn't the original and it wasn't always the way it was. Yeah, but you're adding People in. will be upset they about Dumbo. They changing Dumbo, yeah. I'm not crazy about Dumbo being a tent. I think that's kind of weird. It, I think, are there going to be clowns? Big scary clowns. Now there's already talk of people being upset about they're going to be construction walls and they're changing this and they're doing that. But I mean, I don't know how you you shut it it down for six months completely. You got to do that. Yeah, I'm excited, but then part of me says, you know, when it's all said and done, Stella and kids younger than her won't remember it the way it originally was. But I guess it's always changing. That was Walt's vision. Is that so, it was never complete. It was yeah. always going to be changing. I think if they put something in better than Toontown, then people will think it's brilliant. If they open it up and people go, oh, this is lame, then they'll all be... So not taking Toontown out. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah, Toontown's really. gone. Mm-hmm. It will not be Toontown anymore. Wow. Bummer. That's a big change. Yep. Toontown's not really that old. Right. As a matter of fact, it was Eisner who. Uh, it's really not. It's, really? it's not a part of the original park. Exactly. Okay. Eisner was the one who went in and sort of pioneered that section. Yeah, it just kind of hangs up there. I like the restroom <laughs> back there, though. It's a nice restroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure going to miss that restroom. It's one of my favorite ones in the park. <laughs> it's kind of like the construction over by Space Mountain. They're going to leave that restroom. Oh, okay, good. Everything else around it will be new. <laughs> and I like the little, I hope they keep the walkway that, that we took. Yeah, the, the walkway, walkway was nice. Yeah. In the cool. bathrooms, by the way, the ones over by Space Mountain, they can't be saving the bathrooms because if you look at the pictures, it's like Jurassic Park. Like most toilet. of the building's gone now. Like, I don't know how you... And they were in the bathrooms when I was over there doing the TTA thing and taking stuff out of there. So I'm, I'm not sure what they're doing with the... I don't know. In a related story... I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to do a segue here. In a related story, Star Tours remodel planned for Walt Disney World and Disneyland. By 2011, guests of both Disneyland and Walt Disney World can expect to see a whole new version of Star Tours. Disney Parks and Resorts Chairman Jay Rusulo announced that the Star Tours attractions in both theme parks will close in October 2010 to be remodeled into a 3D simulation ride. One of the most anticipated features will include a, recre- a recreation of the pod racing scene from The Phantom Menace. George Lucas, Star Wars creator, has been involved in the remodel. And Rusulo said, we strive for authenticity in everything we do. This is a Lucas idea. This is Lucas storytelling interpret, interpreted by Imagineering. So, um, first of all, it's great to see that George Lucas has a hand in it. I mean, for whatever he has done outside of the Star Wars franchise, George Lucas is Star Wars. So it's good to see that he has a hand in it. 
this has been rumored. The whole pod racing thing has been rumored for a long time. So it's nice to see it get freshened up a bit. It needs it. Yeah. I don't even go on that anymore. It's just, it's you know, a trip to the chiropractor for me is what it is. It just kills my back. I get a headache. I guess because the, the screen is so old and the technology <laughs> needs updating. We were in the old technology gives Corey a headache. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, my God. You have a regular watch with hands? <laughs> VHS. What is that? Oh, I need an espresso. <laughs> oh. Old technology. We were in there once when it, they were having projection problems, and it, they restarted it 14 times. So that was interesting. And people were still like, is that George Lucas or Steven Spielberg in the front of the movie? And it's like, that's like your worst nightmare to be stuck in there 14 times. <laughs> Let me out. Yeah. Have you been on it, Teresa? I'm not sure. What's it look like? <laughs> you would remember. <laughs> is it the room they put you in and they shut it and you're all like in this big shuttle? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I've done it. I didn't like it. It was jerky. It made my neck hurt. It's very old ride system. It's and very... it spit you out in the little Star Wars gift shop, right? Yep. Okay, That's... yeah, I've done it. it it's sort of cute. I don't know. Do you remember the the one in what's the the pavilion? That's Body closed? Wars. Yeah, that you were like chasing a splinter, or you were going through the blood system, or whatever it was you were doing. <laughs> splinter. She's right. You were. You were a white blood cell or yeah. something yeah. like that. And our final story is one that tickles me. Ooh. Well, okay. <laughs> Don't take a link. He's going to start laughing hysterically. Deputies taser used on security guard at oh. Epcot Center. And I don't mean to make light of someone being tased, but come on, guys. You're a special kind of stupid. I am sorry. <laughs> really. An Orange County deputy is under investigation for loaning his taser to a friend. Step one. <laughs> in turns, shot someone, in, which in turn shot someone inside a security office at Walt Disney World. WFTV.com reports that while working an off-duty detail at Epcot, Deputy Eric Jaros is accused of allowing a park security officer to use his department-issued taser. That security officer fired it and struck another Disney security officer. The Reedy Creek Fire Department was dispatched to provide medical services, but the officer didn't need to be taken to a hospital. Disney is doing an internal investigation and, in place, and has placed the employee who fired the taser on leave. The sheriff's office has also launched an internal investigation into the incident, but Jaros remains on the job. Even though someone was shot with a taser, the sheriff's office said, based on the facts, they now, based on the facts they have now, it does not appear to be a criminal act. Disney says the victim is fine, and there's no word if he wants to pursue criminal charges or not. This is when you you wish there were cameras around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you just wish? Do you feel safer having these guys around? Yeah, exactly. And the guy that had the taser, he was on the force for like 18 years or something. It's not like he was a rookie, but I just pictured it like in my mind. They were all sitting in the office like, hey, look what I got. Or, hey, can I play with that? Yeah, can I see that? Let yeah. Me, and then points it at his coworker and Dance. Ta- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally shoots him with a taser. There's a ton of videos on YouTube about, you know, with kids uh, stun gunning each other. With stun guns and yeah, oh it's it's the new in, I guess, the new thing. I know Kathy has a picture of them all sort of sitting around in, in an office doing it. I picture them being like going through people's bags at the front of Animal Kingdom and shooting each other with tasers and watching them go down. <laughs> like That's a, how I envision it like happening. Like a battle, like a little battle. Yeah. Wow, kind of like a paintball, but with yeah. tasers. <laughs> 
Interesting. In my head, that's how the movie goes. Creative. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get shot with those things, certain things happen to what, your yeah. body. You oh, go do pee, you pee what happens? That's what I'm thinking. You pee on yourself? Yeah. You lose certain control. If that, if you're lucky, that's all that happens. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, so nasty. you don't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Be the one holding the taser. I wouldn't want to put somebody in my cop car after that. Yeah, really? Well, who's you off? <laughs> cop car. I just don't understand what's going on with these people just working Disney. Why would you, even joking, point it at somebody? As long as we're talking about this. We went to the Mickey's Very Merry We went to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party the other night. I kind of overestimated my abilities, and we actually had to leave early. We ran into a bunch of people that we know from the Diz: um, Steve and Erica, Ilwin Lay, and her husband, um, L. Terry NVA, and her husband Mark, Tammy and Mark. And we also ran into, oh gosh, uh, the guy who was working. Oh, right. John and Kelly. Um, But what I was going to say was we had people with us who are not familiar with the park. My aunts and uncles were in town and they were kind of out wandering around on their own. And we're all going to meet up at a certain location that we told them to meet. And they stopped and asked cast members where the Hall of Presidents was. One aunt and uncle got a cast member who told them that wasn't in this park. Oh, Wow. And she said, oh, you've taken the Hall of Presidents out of the Magic Kingdom? She said, it was never in the Magic Kingdom. Oh, jeez. This was a cast member. Another cast member gave them the exact opposite directions and sent them into Tomorrowland. And they got there and they kept saying, I don't think this is right. I don't Hall think of this Presidents is... Presidents in Tomorrowland? Right. So, um, and I had heard and this is not to cause international incident, that there were several cast members who were not speaking any English at all. And we went into Cosmic Rays, and I said to the lady behind the counter, I'd like a milk. And I said, I would like whole milk instead of 2% or 1% milk. And she had no idea what I was talking about, and she finally wrote down on a piece of paper, speak slowly, and pointed it at me. And I thought, Whoa. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, you think this is effective tasing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, how does this relate? <laughs> I think it's a pro- You were talking about, yeah. I, I think it's a training issue. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't think someone should be waiting on customers who has to write down on paper, speak slowly. I, I could understand, you know. If she said, I'm not sure what you're talking about, let me get someone to help it. But to actually have to write down, speak slowly, and push that paper at me, I think that's kind of a big step. And the whole Ooh. Hall of Presidents thing, my first reaction was, well, maybe they didn't ask right. right. And yeah. maybe they thought they meant like the American Adventure, and the first cast member was correct. But then they have another cast member tell them it's on the other side of the park. Right. How do you even... You know, and you think they said Buzz Lightyear? You, you know, know me. I, 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 I said, what did you ask for? She said, I asked where the Hall of Presidents was. I said, you didn't ask for about, you know, the presidents in the, in, the, in the movie or anything. I said, you said Hall of Presidents? She said, I said, which way is the Hall of Presidents? And she told me it wasn't in this park. That's wild. So mm. The training's a big issue. I have a big problem with the training now. Do you, you also know? think that this is a product of the, being the cast members at the party? That perhaps there's, they're bringing on second shift or something like that? It doesn't matter if they're eight shift, eighth shift. They should all be educated in Disney from start to finish. When I did it in the college program in 97, we, I mean, they trained us so much where you, you felt 
you know, if you gave somebody the wrong answer, you would be terminated. Right. I mean, that's a strange, uh, strange to feel that way, but you make sure you get people the right answer. Or what was the other thing that we learned was if you don't know the answer, it's okay to say, listen, I don't know. But I'll find it out. We'll I'll find find it. Out. I could yeah. also understand if this was a more esoteric question. Right. If this was, you know, what year was the Hall of Presidents built or what was the architecture, the architect behind the Hall of Presidents, but where, where is, is the Hall of Presidents? And it's not in this park? Mm-hmm. Where were they when they asked that, do you know? I mean, were I'm they sorry. like standing next to it? Or? They were on the ferry. <laughs> um, no, I don't know where in the park okay. they were. Uh, again, that's, It doesn't really matter, right. but I was just, you know... They're like standing right out in front of it. I mean, even if they had a map and had to refer to the map, first of all, I would think that was a little unusual. But to tell them, to give them completely erroneous information Mm -hmm. and two different sets of them. Yeah. So. Now, okay, I understand Disney brings over, you're talking about your milk issue, brings over people from all different, all over the world. But aren't they supposed to be able to speak English? Well, I also understand that they train people in the Magic Kingdom for positions in other parks around the world, and you'll see I'm learning English or I'm earning my ears kind of thing or I'm going to be working in um, Hong Kong. I've seen those those ribbons on people right. and things like that, and you kind of then make the leap that you are helping train someone, and I think that's kind of cool. But this person didn't have on any of that. And what then, did her little tag say? Ask me it for just juice. had a name on it. And, and then she wrote, the town of St. Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I asked her for whole milk, and she went and got a slip of paper, and I thought, this isn't going to go well. And then she wrote, speak slowly. And I thought, okay. Did she speak to you at all? No. Was she hearing impaired? No. Impaired? Yeah, and do you remember what happened? You sent me back. She had the wrong one. <laughs> she gave me 1% milk, she and said, I thought, you go fix this. I, I don't think I can do this anymore. Before I completely Did you go back to her? Did you see her? I don't think I got the same one because the one I got, I said, can I switch this out for whole milk? And she's, sure. We shut on the counter and got it. So I don't know if I got a different cast member or not. Or maybe you spoke slowly enough. Maybe. Wow. Very interesting stories about Disney cast members. Almost makes me want to go over and order milk. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Try these things out. Mm -hmm. Cast for the whole presence. You know, we talked about the Halloween party when we went the other night. Um, we had a nice cast member. We had gone into um, Casey's to have a hot dog, and all we were going to get was two hot dogs, and Stella and I were going to share a drink. She was getting cranky, tired. You know, it was towards the end of the evening, and two cast members behind the counter um, both offered her a brownie. Can she have a brownie? Can she have more? Well, you know, we're going to give it to you. You know, that's oh, that nice. Sweet. That is mm-hmm. nice. On my birthday, when we went in, I had it's my birthday button, and people at Casey's gave me a brownie. Really. Cool. Speaking of the Halloween party, you wore a button. I would never wow. think that you would wear a button. I wore a button. Birthday. It was under his hat. <laughs> <laughs> it said, "Please give me free stuff." It was right under the button that said, "Don't talk to me." <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday, and I hate you. Did you get decent candy at the Halloween party? Mm, it wasn't all that. Good. We were very disappointed with the candy. What'd you get? Cheap crap. Yep. Like cheap lollipops, Laffy Taffy, uh, Smarties. Uh, you remember the lollipops with the loop on the bottom yeah. of them? Don't like hate the, on the Smarties. I like Smarties. Yeah, yeah but, but that's all get, we got. Right. Well, when you get just like handfuls of that. No, I got uh, well, peanut M and M's, plain M and M's, Snickers, we went to, bars. We did all of Tomorrowland and got as far as entrance um, to Toontown. The entrance to Toontown and couldn't come up with one piece of chocolate. Oh, we got chocolate. We got. Cho- no, I now, asked. They were asking me, and I was. Maybe we I asked. took it all. Maybe I got it all the night I was there. And you know what they said to us? What? Not yet. 
And I was I was wondering Not if yet. maybe they don't put the chocolate out earlier in the day because it was too warm. We were there right when it started, yeah. so. We got the lollipops they used to give out at the bank. You know, there's, I think mm-hmm. they called them safety pops. Yep. Yes. Yep. I mean, that's that's what we were getting. Yeah, and Smarties. Like Doctors give you those, too. And a Smartie, a pack of Smarties now and then is okay. We have a full bag of candy at home, and I'm going to guess we have a good 300 Smarties. Wow. Now, how's the candy come to Disney? I'm sure a cast member can let us know this. I mean, is it in one big uh, bag when that's we saw, it's already mixed, or are they mixing these themselves? We saw them bring boxes of candy out. So I don't. I don't. I would assume that some of these ones that are the quote-unquote cheaper candy are probably like a mix. Like you can buy in BJ's. You can buy the big yeah. bag of mixed candy. You know what I don't like? Is I don't like the chocolate mixed in with the fruity stuff because when you go to eat the chocolate, it kind of has a fruity taste to it. Yeah, chocolate absorbs whatever yeah. it has to. Now you know it the thing. That, you know how they do the kiss goodnight at the end where you get the big. It was last year. It was great big um, Ghirardelli squares yeah. and things like that. It was the same cheap mix. Yeah, that's what you Smarties got when you and left. Stuff yeah. Yeah. When you left, yeah. And we asked them. We said no candy this year. No, I don't have any. Um, no chocolate. I don't have any chocolate. How about raisins? Did you get raisins? His aunt got a couple boxes of raisins. And they had the Cars um, yeah. characters mm-hmm. on them. Which is them. cute. Yeah, yeah, that's a cute, cute idea. Yeah. But there was not a bit of chocolate that we found. Were they giving out toothbrushes at night, too? You know what? As I said, we left. We didn't make it all the way around. It got it, very dark, and um, I wasn't handling the dark very well. I'm not seeing very well. So we made it back to the teacups and okay. left. All right. But we got plenty of chocolate. Yeah, a fair amount could have stayed. So I was I was more. wondering yeah. if it was just something to do with the weather, or if we were too early, or what the story was. But we didn't get a single one. And asked at every location we went to, and they all said the same thing: we don't have chocolate. Wow, huh. something must have happened. Because I asked, and they yeah brought it out. It. Here's your chocolate. They just didn't like us. All right. Well, I kind of hijacked the news. I think we've actually started rapid fire. <laughs> So let's continue with our rapid fire. That was all of our rapid fires, really. <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> Who would like to go first? I'll go. I'll keep it short. I just want to let everybody know that we have a um, a new advertiser. It's Orlando Stroller Rentals. They are advertising on the uh, Disney for Families board. They rent strollers to Disney area hotels, Disney hotels, um, for the length of your stay. And we do have a financial relationship. Like I said, they're an advertiser, but... I just want to let everybody know that. Uh, it's OrlandoStrollerRentals.com. You can find out more information on the strollers they offer and the prices and, and all that good stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That is nice. Especially if you don't want to you know, pack the stroller for the plane ride and all that, and you want to try to come here as light as you can. Yeah, that's good if you're not going to the parks. then you can. You well, can also, even if you rent a stroller at the park, you need to return it before you leave. Yeah. So you don't have one to bring them through the the resort and all right. that fun stuff. Well, also just coming if you're coming from the parking lot. Yeah, I always think that about strollers and wheelchairs. We always have our own wheelchair with us, but if you need to rent a wheelchair, what do you do from the parking lot? Because those corrals are always empty, as far as I can tell. Yeah. So just one little bit. Cool. Thank you, Corey. Kathy, I'll go. Hey, I was going to volunteer, but he, he volunteered me. I can just pick on people now. <laughs> Okay, Disney started a, a new tour. It's called the Holiday Delights, and it's all about the lights and the different Christmas lights in the different parks. It's going to be November 30th to December the 16th. Cost is 179 and they take you to Epcot, uh, Magic Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios. And they show you sort of how they create the magic behind putting up the Christmas displays. It's $179 a person. Mm-hmm. John, tour. can I go? No. This is actually the tour that we talked about. 
I'm all about decisiveness today. No. Okay. <laughs> this is a tour we talked about on the cruise. Um, Mark from Adventures by Di- not Adventures. Mark from uh, Disney Institute actually put together this tour. Oh, really? Um, yep. You're going to get a limited edition pin. There's only 400 of these pins made um, for the amount of people who can go on this tour this season. And um, the details that he told me he was working on, I don't know if they've actually implemented all of them. It sounds like it's a pretty cool tour because it goes beyond just, uh, you know, here you are and the lights are going to get turned on. There's a lot of backstage <laughs> areas. <the> exactly. <laughs> Watch, we're going to plug them in. <laughs> it goes into a lot of what the preparation is behind it and all that stuff. So. Yeah, Checking it sounds like a pretty cool tour. Got a little yeah. bulb checker back there. This you get to watch work. them untangle the lights. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a very expensive though. It's pretty expensive. That is a lot. Now yeah. it is. They do take you to three three different parks, so I'm sure that's factored in there as well. Yeah, they I did think say, it ends with. Doesn't it end with candlelight? It didn't say in what order they did it. Okay, I think one of them ends with uh, going to actually see candlelight. Yeah, you're going to see candlelight, and they take you to the Osborne lights, and then so obviously. Cinderella's probably first because it's a four and a half hour tour. Hmm. So someone should go check it out. Really? Yeah. Someone should. <laughs> and what about you, Norma Desmond? <laughs> <laughs> and the TTA did open up. I got to ride the TTA. So I know. I, I tried to get over there twice this week. I hadn't done it yet. And for anybody that, that asks, it's the million dollar question. No, you can't see any of the construction. But they do have the lights on as you go through. You can't see the construction in Space Mountain. Right. You can't see the construction in Space Mountain. They they had like a plexiglass area as you go through, and now they've put like curtains behind it. And they did put up some lights. And what they did to the ride was it looked like they painted the outside of the, the cars, but they didn't do anything with the upholstery. So, it, you know, it was sort of like a mini refurb. I saw your picture. One of the, the upholstery was ripped. Yeah. I was trying to I was trying to take the best picture that I could, but when you look at it, it's like angry. They're going for the vintage look. (laughs) You had it down all that time. You couldn't do something with it, but really, they had that stuff on an infomercial that you can just paint on Mm -hmm. and iron, and it fixes all. (laughs) Yeah, never seen that stuff. (laughs) Fixes anything. It's like liquid Mm -hmm. vinyl or something, and the guy paints it on and irons. Yep, match any color. Yep. Was it Billy Mays? Might have oh, been. Might have he's been. dead. Yeah, I don't like the British guy. I miss Billy Mays, even as aggravating as he was. Yeah, the British guy's annoying. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> Julie, do you have a rapid fire for us? Um, it's nine days till food and wine. Is this going to be it? The countdown? Countdown <laughs> next week. Two days yeah. till food and wine. Yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm excited. It's always a really fun time of year, and we get to stroll Ferris around. He likes Epcot. It is. It's a fun People will find out next week why you're somewhat excited, right? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa? All right. We're moving on to Christmas. Best of Florida Christmas at Gaylord Palms starting November 14th to January 3rd. Um, Host Christmas holiday season. Gaylord offers a slate of activities sure to make you merry and bright. Aw. Yeah, I'm not really Whimsical putting too much decor, in 54. It's beautiful over there. It, it sure is. Absolutely beautiful. The music is nice. Check out ice when you're there. But it's fun just to go over there and hang out. Mm-hmm. Christmas. Air conditioning. Do you know if they're still doing... <laughs> Have you been drinking? Really? <laughs> 
We've been tased. I have been. Do you know if they're still going to do the whole show in the middle with the lasers and the... Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Also being a lookout for, um, you know, the hotel stay plus ice type package coming out. We should be getting some details on that. And they'll do the gnome hunt again this year. Yeah. Where you search for the little gnome. Oh, the Travelocity gnome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Santa Claus will be there. Woohoo. I think, again, they're going to have the, he'll tuck you into bed if you want him to come into your room. It's just creepy. (laughs) Hey, Santa. (laughs) You have Santa baby playing as he comes in the door. (laughs) I think it's for your children. Can I volunteer for that one? (laughs) Kathy would like the bad touch Santa tuck in place. (laughs) There's a good touch in the bad touch package. Oh, you don't think that's appropriate? The desperate housewife, Santa. All right. All right. Kevin, do you have one? Yeah, mine all kind of were shot before. I did hear from Crazy Disney Man this week and that Christmas Carol, Disney's Christmas Carol train, which is going around the country. If you want to see it, it's my understanding that you should get there pretty early. They got there a couple hours before it was supposed to close, and they told them that from where they were getting in line, although the Christmas Carol train ended at 7 o'clock, as long as you were in line prior to 7 o'clock, you would be able to see it. But that from the point they were at, it was a five and a half to six hour wait to get Whoa, into the train. Oh my gosh. So it's my understanding if you want to go, you should probably go a little bit earlier or plan on standing in line. I can't think of anything I'd wait that long to. Mm-mm. Really? Really. It had to be pretty special. So they would actually stay there till 2 o'clock in the morning? Yes. That's what he was told. He could stay as long as... as Did long. he stay? No. Oh. He's crazy, but not that crazy. <laughs> Do you think they were lying to him? You think it was really like 20 minutes? <laughs> really? <laughs> no one to go home. Oh, man, that's point, crazy Disney, man. Check it out. From this point, it'll be eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. They don't have anything I want to see bad enough to stand like that. All right. Thank you, Kevin. All right. Well, that will do it for a rapid fire. Um, We're going to start with Kathy. And Kathy's going to tell us about the wonderful things that Disney Cruise Line has announced this week, keeping us all very, very busy and uh, getting a lot of people excited. What's going on, Kathy? Just pull up a chair. We're going to be here for a while. Um, First thing they announced is that they are in 2011, they're going to Alaska. They're going to have um, cruises from, I wrote down the dates, May to October something. But um, they, they, they announced a bunch of cruises, and then they also announced changes to the Castaway Club, which confuses or complicates the issue. But they're going to have um, 50-night Panama Canal crossing to 14-night transatlantic Cruises, a six-night cruise from Los Angeles to Vancouver, a five-night cruise from Vancouver to Los Angeles, and ten and eleven-night ten and holiday sailings to the Mexican Riviera and to the Eastern Caribbean. So it seems like in 2011 you're going to be able to cruise just about anywhere. Um, the Wonder is going to do the Alaska cruises, and they will do the um, seven-night Mexican Riviera cruises from. Los Angeles to Cabo San Lucas, Mazatlan, Puerto Vallarta. This always makes me think of the love boat. I know. It just, just has it the does. same itinerary. Puerto Vallarta, they always went there. Rates for the seven-night Mexican Riviera 
itinerary start at $639 a person for an inside standard inside stateroom based on double occupancy. Prior to repositioning to Alaska, the Disney Wonder will sail a special 10-night Mexican Riviera voyage, including a stop at Manzanillo. Um, yeah, it's May 3rd to August 30th are the dates for Alaska. Ports of call are Tracy Arm, Skagway, Juneau, and Ketchikan. And rates for the seven-night Alaskan itinerary start at $939 per person for a standard inside stateroom. As part of them, Disney getting ready for 2011 and doing the Alaska cruises when the Disney Wonder goes into dry dock here in a couple weeks, right? They're going to add a brand new venue to the to the ship up on deck ten. It's going to be called the Outlook Cafe. It's going to have 2,500 square feet, and it's going to be a stylish retreat for guests to relax and enjoy a beverage or cocktail as they peer out through floor-to-ceiling curved glass windows at breathtaking vistas. And it's going to have the same style as the ship has now with the Art Deco, and they're going to have a spiral staircase that connects down into the Cove Cafe. And... There's a 65-seat lounge. Because nothing's better than navigating a spiral staircase after a couple of drinks. <laughs> or coffee, huh? On a ship that's moving, really, trying to avoid glaciers. But the thing that I don't understand, then, is does that mean that the adult pool is now going to be covered? Well, we don't, don't have we don't have details, but the, the gist is that the Wonders being relocated to the West Coast specifically to do uh, Alaska cruises in the summer, right. so it's being retrofit to um, deal with the climate in Alaska. And one of the things that we're hearing is that the adult pool might actually be all enclosed. Well, it'd be smart because you can't use the pool if it's freezing. Right. Right. But you're also going in the summertime, so how how oh, cold no, is no, it no, in Alaska? Summer, summer in Alaska is the temperature in Alaska beautiful. during the summer is between 65 and 80 degrees. Well, I was looking at the paper the other day. I have a girlfriend moving there, so I've been checking it out. And the high was only like 50 something, and the mm. low was in the 40s. You know, John, I'll be turning 50 in, in 2011. You could do that for my birthday. Okay, you can, go see, to the, Alaska. You can go see that delights tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send me to Alaska. But I know a lot of people, I was reading on the Diz, that a lot of people that have done Alaska tours said, said the pool was heated, mm-hmm. so that they didn't have a problem, and that the cruise lines give you blankets if you're cold out on deck. Like oh, they it's sort like of, Titanic. They, yeah, they <laughs> sort of say that. They sort of take advantage or, you know, they give you a blanket. They sort of enhance the feeling of, you know, you're I all comfy and cozy sounds, out on deck. Sounds neat. I do too. There are a lot of people excited about this itinerary. Yeah, so then... The Magic in 2011 will be departing out of Barcelona, and it will do 10 and 11-night Mediterranean itineraries. In the summer. In the summer. They'll do a total of 10 sailings starting on May 28th. Rates for the 10 and 11-night Mediterranean cruises start at $1,739 per person for a standard inside room. For the majority of 2011, the Disney Magic will sail out of Port Canaveral on seven-night Caribbean itineraries, alternating eastern... And Western, both stops include a stop at Castaway Key. Um, and back to the Alaska one, the deposits for Alaska and 10-day and longer are $600 a person for a non-suite, $800 per person for a suite, six, seven, and eight nights is $250 per person for non-suites, and 500 for a suite. Just my eyes, like, 
glaze over when I read these things. Under six nights is $200 per person for non-suites and $400 per person for a suite. And there's no word if they're going to continue their half-price deposit because the, these deposits are they're huge. pricey. I think they're going to wait to see how popular those Elastic Cruises are initially and then decide if they go for a half-off if they need to push them. Yeah, the ships, you know, and the new ship that's coming um, – it's going to be two de- decks higher, the Disney Dream. I think we should all go on that one. I think so, too. Um, it's two decks higher and will carry 2,500 passengers, double occupancy. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a biggie. They're working on the port now, making the where they dock the boat bigger. Everything has to be bigger for the new ships that are coming. The official announcement for the Disney Dream we're hearing is October 29th. Yes. So that's when we should know about uh, itineraries. But they did. Uh, Carl Holtz alluded to the fact that the Dream will probably be doing specifically longer Caribbean, southern Caribbean cruises. So we're going to have the Dream and the Magic out of Port Canaveral and the Wonder permanently uh, located in L.A. So... That'll be fun. Um, and then the big changes to the Castaway Club. People have been wanting a change. I don't know how to describe this. but um, more Based more on loyalty as opposed to just everybody gets the same thing. Right. But what they came up with, there's still a lot of people that are not very happy. They've, they've broken it up into categories. You've got the silver, which is um, one cruise up to five at five you become a gold castaway club member and at 10 you become a platinum member and how this where are you at kathy in there actually with the cruise i'm taking next week i'll be at five so i'll be gold actually no it's it's just to clarify it's one to five you are silver so at six you become gold six to ten you're gold eleven you become Platinum. Yeah, after five, yeah. Right. It's after. Oh, you're right. You're right. Because I'm thinking when I get this one done, then I'll be gold. You have to complete your fifth cruise. Right. right. I'm a gold Sorry about member. that. I'm gold. platinum. I think I'm gold, too. Yeah, bling, bling. Really? I'm platinum. And why that's what important. What are you, Teresa? Bronze. What's the other one? <laughs> Teresa's tin. <laughs> tin. Paper. Aluminum foil. Yeah, actually, you'd be a silver. So you're, yeah, you're, you're higher up one. the chain than yeah. some people. What's below silver, though? Nothing. Nobody. No Castaway Club membership at all. You haven't sailed yet. You're a wannabe. Before a wannabe. one. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but Okay, what do I get for this silver membership? You get <laughs> lovely parting gifts. It, <laughs> you get the last seat in the lifeboat. <laughs> it's important because now with all these new itineraries that they've come out with, if you're gold or platinum, you have an earlier booking date than somebody who's a silver or has never sailed. So for the cruises that are coming up for 2011, if you're gold or higher, you can book on the 21st of September. If you're not, you have to wait till September the 28th. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, so I can book before my sister who has never cruised. Can I book for my sister? No, you are. Uh, first of all, you can't book before your sister has never cruised because you're silver. It's the gold and platinum. Okay, well, so, okay, Sam Gold. Okay. Okay. No, you're not. <laughs> but say I am. Let's just <laughs> for this argument, say I'm gold. Okay, let's okay, pretend. Let's pretend I'm gold. I'm gonna go in and I wanna book before anybody that's ever cruised before, right? Mm-hmm. Can I book for my sister too? You can book as a gold Castaway Club member or better, you can book for yourself and three additional staterooms. 
So if you want to travel with your sister, you have to book for yourself and your sister's stateroom. Sounds you messy. Can't, you can't just mm-hmm. book for someone else. You have to be traveling at the same time. Now, I don't want to get into too many crazy details, but there are people who are probably trying to think I can get around this system by getting someone who is a gold member going on the same cruise to book for me. Just remember, you know, you're gonna have to they're gonna have to give a deposit, so you're gonna have to trust them with your credit card and there's gonna be a lot of, you know, financial stuff involved. So, you know, it, this is more for if you're a family traveling together and you right. need multiple staterooms, right. hey great, I can book for my family or my extended family. Cool. And then you also have like everybody who wants to make Apollo reservation, now like your final payment is gonna be due at different times depending on what your Casting uh, Club member level is. Yeah. So if you're a silver member, you have to pay ninety days prior to sailing and that's when the window opens up for you to book Apollo. If you're a gold member at 105 days before you're sailing, you can do it as long as everything has to be paid in full for you to sign up for these. And if you're a platinum member, it's 120 days. So platinum member, of course, they're going to get their pick of what's available, and then it goes down from there. Uh, some of the other things, your um, your little welcome gift that you get in your room is going to be different based on what level you are. And nobody has said what these are, and this starts... Um, on the magic after on October the third, the new program kicks in, and on the wonder it kicks on kicks in on October the eighteenth. Um, there's also a onboard reception that silver people can't go to, but gold and platinum can. Which I think is just ridiculous. Yeah, let really? everybody go to the stupid reception. Yeah, yeah, because I mean it's really nothing. That's it's great. not great. It's not anything truly special, but at least you're. you're Have you ever been to one? Yeah. Oh, I haven't. I keep meaning to. Maybe I'll... They have snacks out. See, little... Kevin will go now because he knows I won't be able to go to the little reception. <laughs> oh, I, I hope there's a window. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll eat the snacks and it'll make yummy faces. I'll hold them up to the window so you can see them. <laughs> the other Nick... controversy with this, besides the fact that silver members can't go to the, the party, is that um, people are upset saying, well, I've only booked twice, but I've booked... 14 night cruises or I've booked more expensive yeah. Mediterranean cruises why is that the same as someone who's booked five four day cruises mm-hmm. you know so should be night sailed not now see now that's where I disagree I think that the way they did it was fair because I you know was a frequent flyer for a number of years and like when you check into a hotel it's that you checked into a hotel it's not that you stayed for 20 nights or you stayed on the concierge level it's that you checked into the hotel so if you checked in three times and stayed for a month and i checked in three times and only stayed three days in most frequent flyer programs that's all you get i think that is more of a function of how easy it is to keep track of than it is for anything else i mean could you imagine if now they go to something that says you know dollar value or number of nights it adds another level of complexity to the program. I just think it's more for convenience than anything else. But I boarded the ship at noon, and you boarded the ship at 3 p.m. Right. I have another yeah, two hours. Did you get on earlier in this little club? The, plat- the platinum people do get, well, they get early access to online activity planning. Let's see. They get a dedicated phone number, booking. I know I read somewhere they do. I believe they get priority onboarding. 
uh, priority check-in at cruise terminal. Enjoy concierge priority boarding check-in at the cruise terminal. And then if you're platinum, you get an exclusive, exclusive platinum experience. And if you're platinum, you get a complimentary di- dinner at Palo. And there's I didn't know what she was going to say. <laughs> I heard something totally <laughs> what do you think the experience is? Uh, like a Pink Floyd laser show or something? <laughs> I don't know. And there's also a couple asterisks down at the bottom for, you know, what exactly they're giving you. But I guess we're not going to know until they come out with these. Well, what did you get in your little room last year when you when we went on that cruise? It was a nylon bag. Yeah. Castaway Club says Castaway Club on it. And it's kind of like a over-the-shoulder bag. With water bottles and pencil bag. and Pencil yeah. bag? Like a mesh like a beach bag kind of thing. Okay. So people were supposing that if you're silver, would they just give you a magnet? You know, are they going to go Gosh. like cheap? No, hopefully they get the gifts we've been getting and we get something better. Yeah. Well, that would be nice. This, this program uh, mimics what they do in Royal Caribbean. And with Royal Caribbean, it's kind of like that, you know, you get a certain gift up to the certain level and then you get a little bit better gift. And sometimes I think what we got was a combination, like you got the... The silver, the gold member might get the silver and the gold. I was like PBS pledging. You get okay. <laughs> you know how you I know get what you mean. the DVDs. Then you get the DVDs and the scarf. And the scarf. Exactly. <laughs> and you get the you audio get book from the, the Lara Report or something like that. So, not to make it any more confusing, we're also hearing that they're um, reclassifying the stateroom categories. Oh, do you want to just put a bullet through your head? Yeah. No, I've already organized a trip to Disney Cruise Line headquarters. Yeah, I'm going to drive the bus. This is oh, crazy. Is that that? Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm going to drive the bus. So everybody who thought they knew what the categories were before, you're going to need to study up on the new ones. Um, we, and I just it, want to preface this by saying that we don't. this is not officially released yet. This is the information we've been gleaming from talking to people and putting our information together. So if we say something that's incorrect... Forgive us, but go ahead. Right. And it, and now it's going to depend, like, where on the ship you are, where people always liked rooms in certain locations and there was no difference in the pricing. Now we're hearing that there could be a difference in the pricing. But let me go through the list here. Category 1 um, now is not called Category 1. I, I, I just I can't imagine who thought of these things that this made perfect sense to them. Well, let's, let's say Category 1, 2, and 3. What are they now? They're now R, S, and T. Oh, Lord. Does that make any sense to you? No. How did they pull that letter out of the alphabet? Let's make it I'm R, I'm not sure whether that's where they pulled it from. <laughs> really? Well, you know. So, okay. It's not even like you could say maybe R was royal suite or right. something like right. that. Well, what the heck does S and T stand for? Right. So it, it goes downhill from there. So then in category four, we have 4A and 4B. 4A is your midship rooms. 4B is your other category, 4s, except the white walls, and we have room numbers. And then we have 4E, which is solid white wall rooms. What? On the ship, the way the ship is designed, there is the, the, you know, how the bow and the stern, the front and the back curve. In order to keep the structural integrity of the ship, you can't have the plexiglass verandas on those areas of the ship. They have to be the metal oh, as part okay, of the ship. Okay. So there are some staterooms that even makes sense. That have the veranda instead of being able to see through the plexiglass, it's metal because it's part of structure. Structure. Yeah. Of the ship. It's more private in my opinion. Yeah. 
What were you going to say, Kevin? I'm sorry. I just wanted that to even that. makes sense. You, you'd have to. You can't see if you're sitting on the, the the sofa in your stateroom. You can't see through the balcony. You actually have to stand up and go out on the balcony to see the the view. Right. And that makes sense. I can even understand that being a little more expensive or a little less expensive than the one with the plexiglass. The rest of it is where it gets crazy. So then we go to category five, and you have five A, five B, and five C, which is midship. 5B is your old category fives, and 5C is a certain selection of the room numbers, again, depending on where you are in a category five. Then we get up to um, six. Well, six is now it's got um, 6A, and then seven, all the, this is the only one that seems to make sense, is all the category sevens are saying, staying as sevens, but now it's 7A. Where's B? There isn't There's one. no A and B in sevens. And then there is no category eights. This is all in 2011. There is no category eights on the magic or the wonder. And then you have um, 9A, which is all category eights. So there is no category eight, but now there are nine. Does that make oh sense? Oh, my gosh. Wait, we're not done yet. Okay. <laughs> so then 9B is all the midship Staterooms, cat nines, yeah, cat nines, and then nine C is the rest of them on deck two, and depending on what side of the ship you were on, or if it's a connecting room, some of the connecting rooms are more expensive than some of the other connecting rooms, and then what I think is funny is some of the connecting rooms in category six are two different categories, like she just said, like mm-hmm. you'll pay more for the one, even though they're the same connecting room. Mm-hmm. And Teresa has this look. Just imagine when people start submitting these quotes. And then you have 9D, which is all Deck 1 Category 9 staterooms. Then 10A is all Deck 5 and 7 Category 10s. 10B is Midship Deck 2. 10C is, again, certain room numbers. So now, you know, when a client says, well, I want to be here, they're like, well, do you want this room number? Or this room number is going to cost you more. And then 11A is... For category 11, and that is deck 7, all those rooms, deck 6, certain rooms. Then you have 11B is the rest of the rooms on deck 6 and all of deck 5, and then 11C is all category 12s. So, Can you repeat all those? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm going to have a cheat sheet beside me. me Let me ask you this. Person comes in off the street, just wants to go on a cruise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do they need to know all this crap, or well, can you just? They're going to have they're going to have to have an idea. But what I see happening is somebody's going to say, "Well, I want you know." Like what they do now is they say, "Well, I'd like room, whatever." And now you're going to say, "Well, do you realize that that costs more than like the room next to it?" You know, you're going to get people who are totally clueless, and you just say, "Give me a deck five. And then maybe they or they they, they, Q or or they they want a category. Let's pick one. Um, I mean, category could, a nine. And you'll say, well, now what deck do you want to be on? It's like you're well, asking. Can't you just put them there. Do you have to ask? Well, them? previously, previously it was even a little bit confusing. But at least there was some logic to it. Mm-hmm. That if you wanted a deck with a veranda, you had this series to choose from. If you wanted one that was an outside with a porthole, you had this category to choose from. So at least if someone came to either Disney directly or Dreams Unlimited Travel and they would say, listen, um, 
I don't care about seeing the ocean. I want the cheapest room. We could figure out where to put them. If someone said, listen, I have to have a balcony, we could figure out where to put them and work with them from that point forward. But now it's become, well, how important is it to you? Do you have to be midship? Do you want to be further back? Do you want to be higher on the cruise? Are you going to be lower on the cruise? All of these will be factors in what the, the price. price will be. Disney has alluded to this on their Disney Cruise Line website, and the thing that gets me the fun- the thing that struck me the funniest was they were talking about Category Eleven staterooms, and some of the Category Eleven staterooms are on Deck One and Two, I believe. Mm-hmm. However, there are some Category Elevens on Deck Seven, and they're going to be more expensive because of the commanding ocean or because of the commanding and expansive views. Now you're in an inside stateroom. <laughs> Do you think the walls are further apart? You're paying more for the inside stateroom because you're on a deck with a better view. Even though you have no view. Exactly. Right. right. I can see it now. This 2012 will be 10A with dining privileges, 10A no, without no. dining privileges. Bottom line, they're doing this to make more money, right? I think they do it, first of all, to, uh, to maximize their uh, revenue because they recognize that people are smart enough to know they want certain staterooms. And that there are certain staterooms that uh, previously, we'll give an example, Category 10s. The Category 10 stateroom had what they called the secret porthole room. Category 10s are well, all I supposed had that to be. Time, you yeah. had it on our podcast yeah, cruise. Yeah. They're supposed to be inside staterooms with no view. Certain of them were built behind the lifeboats. So they become what people refer to as Disney Cruise Line calls secret porthole rooms. So you pay the lower price for an inside stateroom with no view and you get a partially obstructed view. Yeah, there's always a little man sitting outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> Your view is better than some, apparently. <laughs> and so what Disney Cruise Lines figured out is, well, you know what? I can get a little more money for that room because more people want that room. Dang. But it's, do you think after they start doing this and their cast members are spending so much time getting the right room and doing all this, do you think that they'll go, wait a minute, this is costing us rather than making us money. I think it really depends on how they execute this. In my opinion, I think what they really need to do is they need to do away with the guarantee status. This should now eliminate a room and a guarantee status. And what a guarantee status means is if you booked into a certain category stateroom and they were sold out, Disney Cruise Line had sort of this buffer in there where a certain number could be booked without being assigned a stateroom number, and if someone else canceled, you were moved into that category, or you could be given a higher category. You book a Category 6 and a guarantee status, well, you could get a Category 5 or a Category 4. I'm hoping with this program they eliminate guarantee completely and just say, that's it, those those categories are gone, now you got to move on. Well, Royal Caribbean has an even more arcane system where they have... Many, many more. I mean, in certain, they have, you know. But that's a function of how many different stateroom types they have. Disney hasn't added any stateroom types to, to the cruise ship. Well, they have. They've now de- de- reclassified. They've made more stateroom types, uh, metal railing, plexiglass railing. They've invented more, but they right. haven't created more. But Royal Caribbean still has guaranteed staterooms. Yeah, that's true. So, But I, I still can't see, like, when this opens up and people can start booking, that... You know how that 
as the demand goes on that day and, and people end up in guarantee anyway, I really don't see them Disney going like, oh, wait a minute. No, we, we can't do that because we don't have a category. I, I'm, I think they're going to try to work every angle they can. You think they'll still do guarantee status? Absolutely. Yeah. See, the thing that bothers me about that is that then people, there are people out there who look for that. Right. Like with the Category 12s, people would try to get a Category 12 guarantee because it was the cheapest stateroom you could get on the ship, and you're almost always guaranteed to be bumped to a higher Category stateroom. Well, Disney used to do something that never made sense to me. Category 12s only hold three people. Right. But you could book a Category 12 with four people, which guaranteed you a better room. Right. Because there was no Category 12 that would accommodate four people. So you were guaranteed... An upgrade to a higher category. Dang, this giving me a headache. I'm mm-hmm. going to deal with this. This is this has been our lives for the last couple yep. of days. We've been trying to we we're uh, we're reworking our website. We're work, reworking all of our forms to not only accommodate the 2011 sailings, but these new category staterooms and how they f- figure out how we're going to be able to book them. It's affecting your world, Corey. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I don't even want to start. He's so wearing, why are we, why are we wearing a hat already? because he has bald spots. <laughs> <laughs> But do you think when, when they come out with this, you know, if and when they come out with this, Disney is going to try to spin this somehow? Oh, absolutely. Have you seen their website where they show the new diagrams of the oh, staterooms? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think to yourself, I'm moving into the Winter Palace? Mm-hmm. They haven't stretched those Category 6 staterooms. I've been right. in those Category 6 staterooms. They show the diagram now where the bed and the nightstands on each side, and they show this huge amount of space between the bed and the nightstand, and the nightstand is about half the size of the bed. And then you get on this, the ship, and I'm not complaining. I love Disney staterooms. Right. However, the nightstand is a foot wide. It touches the bed on the side, and it touches the wall on the other side. So the diagrams are misleading. Someone right. posted that on the board saying that Disney is purposely posted misleading diagrams of their staterooms to give the illusion of more space. Right. Wow. Mm. <sighs> this is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I mean, we have a new ship to look forward to, which in and of itself will present challenges because we don't know what they're going to do with deck plans on, on those ships. We understand that those ships are going to have um, more staterooms that will sleep families, larger sizes. So it's really been a fun couple of days. And the other problem becomes... Um, people are excited about Alaska, but I think they're more excited about the new ship. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing a lot of that. I like that Donald's going to be in the atrium. Yeah, he's the Admiral Donald. Yep. Yeah, it's my favorite. Did you watch? Did you watch the announcement? I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does he not have the personality of a wet paper towel? <laughs> <laughs> he's a spark plug, isn't he? <laughs> it was like. Oh. Just tell us what's going to happen so I can stop looking at you. Some people are just not public speakers. All right. Also, Kathy. people are very excited about the Panama Canal cruise. The Panama Canal cruises in the past have sold out very quickly. However, the Panama Canal cruises have been at the end of the school year and before the school year begins. This Panama Canal cruise is in January, just after the kids go back from Christmas holiday, at least kids in the U.S. And it's strictly a repositioning cruise. It's just to get the ship from one port to the other. Right. So it's a one-time. Yep, we're not. It's not coming back. We're not coming back. Fly into Florida. Fly out of California. But I think the date is really what's going to slow people down. I mean, most people wouldn't take their kids out of school for two weeks on January sixth. Most kids have just gone back to school, so taking them out for another two, two and a half weeks is going to be tough. Kathy, Calvin could watch the kids. Hey, and I can do that. Yeah, John. And do what? Take the little Panama. Yeah, don't you need onboard reporters? Yeah. 
I'm sure we'll have enough of those. <laughs> we tried. We Let's tried. see how many more trips uh, Teresa begs for by the end of this yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it's been a long... How long has Pete been gone? Eight weeks. Yeah, really. Yeah. With Kelvin <laughs> house-sitting, I'm like a single parent over there transporting children all over friggin' Orlando. I'll go to Publix. Can I go to Publix? <laughs> <laughs> so I need a vacation. Kathy, thanks for that. Thanks You're for welcome. trying to help us understand the craziness that is Disney Cruise Line and their new decisions. You did a really good job, Kathy. You did. You did an excellent <laughs> job. It's not easy. I mean, no. we, we've been It's spending, only going to get worse. It is going to get worse. We've been spending the last couple of days trying to work it out ourselves. So, All right. We're going to move on. Corey Martin had a chance to attend a press event yesterday um, for details on the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando. Corey, tell us about it. Well, it was... Um, it was held yesterday, which is Tuesday, the 15th, uh, at one of the sound stages backstage at Universal. They selected a few people to come and experience it. They had a media event earlier that morning, and the one I went to was uh, for sales, representing Dreams, but still the Diz were all under the same umbrella. The purpose of it was to announce new stuff, never-before-seen details on the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, by the time I got to the 1 o'clock meeting, I had already seen the press release and the photos, so I went into it knowing what they were going to say. Uh, in the sound studio, there was a little setup. It was like Gryffindor's common area. And let me preface by saying I am not a huge Harry Potter fan. I haven't read any of the books, but this past weekend I did watch all five movies. We, oh, my gosh. All of them? In between football games. Oh, I wondered how so. you did that. Oh, I only watched one, so I guess I have another weekend coming. Yeah. <clears throat> Some people may not know. Do you guys know what Gryffindor is? Yes, I do. It's the... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do I, Max? Are you t- is there a test? It's the school or it's something a, like that. Right? No, it's the, uh, they break them up into teams within Hogwarts. Oh, school. that's right. That's Gryffindor, right. Gryffindor, yeah. Slytherin. Um, oh, and Harry was a Gryffindor. Yeah. Right. And then the blonde dude was a Slytherin. Right. Yeah. Led by the dark-haired guy that was mean. Got it. I remember. So the, um, the setup where they were sitting and talking, where the webcast was um, held, was like the common area of Gryffindor. It was hosted by the president of Universal Creative, Mark Woodbury, and the Harry Potter films production designer, Stuart Craig, and the art director, Alan Gilmore, when they all kind of talked about the process of, of making this, working with J.K., and a lot of the details, but they mainly started showing video and photos of, of what we can expect. I'll just kind of take you through what they, what they told us in the webcast. It's, it was very short, very sweet. It wasn't a long thing. We basically went in there, we sat down, they talked about it, showed us pictures, and then it was over. There is a webcast online where you can watch the whole thing. They also had um, actor Tom Felton, who portrayed Draco Malfoy in the movie. He the was, blind kid. He yeah. was Slytherin. Yeah. So they sat with him also, and they um, interviewed him and how things compared to the their goal of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter as compared to the actual movie set. And he was he was very enthused. He was an, of course. He was enthusiastic <laughs> about this whole thing. He said he's been to Islands of Adventure several times, and he's, um, he was very happy. Afterwards, they gave us a, a little photo opportunity with him. I didn't take a photo. I was too busy talking, but... Oh, darn. Did they show, like, a little video that was, like, a computer-generated? Yep. It's kind of like a uh, 3D going going through it. I saw, I saw it. It's... Um... Uh, Perez Hilton has it up on his website. Yeah, we have it up on ours, too. Do we? On the, the Harry Potter page. It just brings you through it. And that's kind of what I'll um, go through and explain. 
the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Now you enter through Hogsmeade Station. Now Hogsmeade Station is the the train station. Oh, for, you got to go through a wall the, or something for the Hogwarts Express. Don't you do that in the movie? You, you run through a wall. Yeah. Run through a wall or something. Yeah, gate nine and three quarters. See, I was paying attention. <laughs> I think that's when I stopped. <laughs> So when you go through, you'll see the you'll see the train, you'll hear the the whistle, you'll see the steam. So you're kind of entering Hogsmeade, and this the train was famous for bringing all the kids to Hogwarts. Now past Hogsmeade Station on the left will be a store called Zonko's. This is going to be a joke shop with a collection of tricks and jokes where you can buy extendable ears, boxing telescopes, snakeoscopes. Cool. Yeah, a lot can't of fun wait. Stuff. Now, um, Honey Dukes is going to be next door. Now, this is going to be uh, where you buy treats and stuff like that. That looked cute. I saw yeah, that. The chocolate picture. frogs and a lot of the things you've seen in the movies. I'm glad I watched the movies. I posted on Facebook. I was watching all the movies. Everybody was like, you need to read the books. Well, I'm not going to read all, bo- all these books in two days. <laughs> like- LSU's playing. So I watched all the movies, and I'm glad I did because a lot of these things make sense to me. Yeah. That's why I watched the movie because yeah. it wasn't making any sense beforehand. Right. I mean, these are actual um, stores that you find in the movies and a lot of the uh, – in the books. So a lot of the things they've, they've kept true. Now, past Honey Dukes is the main village square where you'll find the Three Broomsticks Restaurant and the Hogshead Pub where they'll serve traditional British food and drinks, including butter beer and pumpkin juice. The Three Broomsticks is going to be a large, open medieval structure with catwalks and stairs above your head. So this is going to be pretty cool. It's okay, supposed where, to be where a, is this in the park? I mean, I, I know it's going to be back there where the dude past and the Lost Continent. Go to the right around Seuss Landing. Okay, so if I go, th- I always go that way. I go through Seuss Landing and I come out there. Is it going to immediately be? Harry Do you Potter? know where Dueling Dragons yes. was? Yes. Well, it. It's there, but they have a. It's kind of detoured right now. It's going to be in that area. So back it's there. back in there. Yeah. They didn't. They're not taking anything else away besides dueling dragons. No, right? they took a lot away. This is going to. Yeah. He's going to replace that whole sort section of the park, where it was this kind of had a medieval feel anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole section of the park is going to be now. They're retheming some of the attractions, and I'll go over those in a okay. bit. And this restaurant right here is the. Is it the oak tree? Uh, yeah. I'm sure they just knocked the whole thing down and kept some things, but you know how they have this like, little bar right there yeah. and then the big open area? I'm pictured it being something like that, but, you know, themed all Harry Potter. He's just talking. And so across from the three broomsticks is going to be the Owlry. Now, this is going to be a large open village meeting space, basically a spot that you can just sit and rest. And the Owlry in the movie is where all the owls are waiting to deliver mail, and so I'm sure they'll have a bunch of, you know, Fake owls up there. Birds. You know. Hopefully not real. No one gives Maybe us an animatronic owl owls. You, you don't know, but this is going to be a um, just an open meeting spot. And next to that, it's going to be the owl post, where you can send letters um, with a certified Hogsmeade postmark, and they're going to sell official stamps from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. The only place in the world you'll be able to get this. So but it actually can be mailed. Well, I think you're going to be able to buy stamps. I had to postmark They didn't go into details. You can actually mail stuff from there if it's going to be an actual post office. But I think you'll be able to buy stamps. We'll see. Now, next to that is going to be Ollivander's Wand Shop. Now, this is going to be an interactive experience where the wand chooses you. Now, if you've watched the first Harry Potter, this is where he got his wand from. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and the wand chose him. Who's wand? Oh, Lord. <laughs> He's the boy fairy. <laughs> and this is a wand you, you purchase, right? 
Or is it just like a... They didn't say, but it's supposed to be interactive. Yeah, they say interactive. I don't know if you can actually buy wands there or not. I mean, they give you a little, you know, here's your wand. Take it back. Really? Give it back. I don't want that wand. Now, the interior of the store is going to be lined with thousands of old, dusty wand boxes to kind of look like it did in the movie. Mm -hmm. A lot of these stores that I'm talking about, we have the photos and the artist renderings on the website. So... Go through and look at them. They look really, really cool. I bet they, the people I think working there are going to be so cool. Mm-hmm. The way they're they're going to have to handpick really funky people to. If the stores turn out anything like these artist renderings, and I think they will, it's going to be going to be. I'm great. sure J.K. Rowling is going to make sure they do. Teresa, did you see that they want us to dress up like Harry Potter and go over and check it out? Oh, cool. That I'll pay for. You pay. <laughs> Okay. So at the end of Hogsmeade is um, Dervich and Bangs. It's a magical instruments and equipment shop featuring Quidditch equipment, which is the, the game they played in the movie. Twizzard Apparel, Spectrospects, and Rememberalls. Hmm, well, the Rememberall oh. was the ball, right? Ooh. The, yes, the, it changed color when you forgot, turned yeah, red or something. Okay. Well, I need one of those. Rememberalls. So... Moving on to the first attraction that they've rethemed is um, really it's not like all shops so far. Well, that that's the um, that's Hogsmeade. That's Hogsmeade. That's the village yeah. where all the students go after you've. They would let them like yeah. take a like on the weekends. They all got to go down to Hogsmeade if they had permission, <laughs> and they would shop and do whatever. Yeah, so you enter the village, gotcha. you know, and do your shopping, and then the attractions are all okay. surrounding that. End of Hogsmeade, the first attraction you'll see is the uh, Dragon Challenge. Now, this is inspired from the first task. They had the Twizzard Tournament. This will feature two high-speed roller coasters. You get to choose from a Chinese Fireball or a Hungarian Horntail Dragon. Which is the one that Harry fought. That's the Goblet of Fire movie. Right. So this is Dueling Dragons, rethemed. The two roller coasters, and they're retheming it. Now, the next is the Flight of the Hippogriff. Now, this is going to be a family roller coaster simulating the hippogriff training flight over the grounds of Hogwarts Castle. Now, before you get there, before you ride it, you'll be instructed by Hagrid how to... Um, Greet the hippogriff. Gr- exactly. Is this the one where you're supposed to bow yes. before you get mm-hmm. on the... Okay. Do you want to know what the hippogriff is, John? Yeah, I know. I've seen the movies. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he this looks is... really excited well, about that, Yeah, because he's kind of confused <laughs> over there. He's like... Mm-hmm. It's not confused. It's... This I, is... I think this is one of the things I... Hearing about it and seeing the pictures are not getting me excited. I want to go over and I want to touch it and I want to see it and I want to be put on your little cape with your wand. Well, he yeah, and he said when you said you were going to this, I said see if you can get me an invite. I thought you were actually going to go and see some of the attractions. No, because no. they're not done. To it's hear that you just went zone. and saw the the press event, I thought that stinks. Basically, went there and saw the webcast live. Wow. I was I was there for the live webcast. I didn't get to see anything different than everybody else except I got to see the. Um, What's his name? Draco. Blonde dude. Right. And see him do it live. All this stuff. Now, located in Hogwarts Castle is going to be Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Now, this is going to be a state-of-the-art attraction that uses entirely new technology to bring the magic, characters, and stories of Harry Potter to life in ways you've never before experienced. Now, they've talked about comparing this to um, Spider-Man. They say, if you like Spider-Man, you will love this. They were really enthusiastic about this attraction in particular. This is in a castle. This is in the castle. A lot of the image you see of the castle, that's yeah. where this is going to be. And this is going to be finished when? Spring of 2010. Spring 2010. <laughs> that was the big announcement. That was the big announcement that they were going to that this is going to be open spring 2010. We'll see. 
Universal's famous mm-hmm. for delays in their their opening. Probably what I suspect you'll see is partial opening and not every ride done. But they have they have to open by June under licensing things, don't they? I, I know I, I read that. that somewhere that there's a a deadline in June that they have to m- meet because of licensing or. You got th- to think all that those shops and all that stuff. That stuff's going to be open, mm-hmm. and it'll be Dueling Dragons will be open. The new r- that ride will be open. All these things where they're just retooling. This one might be one of those ones that are delayed because it's a little bit more technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. So is it a three D dark ride type of thing? Yeah. Is that what we're, that they're saying? Should be interesting. Now this is the one too where the the characters actually were filmed and recorded for it. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be an interactive where the the characters are going to probably. Something I imagine different. a lot of flying, yeah. you know, broomstick hmm. flying and stuff like that. Oh, wow. That's just coming, you know, I'm just thinking, they didn't say that. I'm just thinking it's of in that. your head. Well, when they give you this the description, you yeah. know, you're going to experience it in ways you haven't thought before. Well, come on, give us a hint. Yeah. Now, the, um, the last shop is going to, uh, before you exit back into Hogsmeade, is going to be Filch's Emporium of Confiscated Goods. It's going to be a, Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> a full ministry of magic and magical creatures merchandise. Omnoculars and remote control golden snitches. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I would assume that they're not going to... It, it sounds to me like they want you to go in one direction. Yeah. But it's still going to be connected on both ends. It's still going to be a walk through. So not everyone's going to go through that first part first. They're going to come along the back way. Right. I, I assume the um, the last shop... The Emporium of, of Confiscated Goods is going to probably be the, the gift shop where you're dumped out at after the attraction. I could be wrong, but I'm, that's where I'm, guess, I'm guessing that is. It's going to be right towards the end so of So the that. big bang for the buck is this new attraction that's supposed to be Spider-Man-like. Yeah. That's the big thing. And I, I also think it's just the environment itself as a whole. You know, not one shop in particular, not one attraction in particular, but going in there and just having the whole yeah. experience of being in the whole wizarding world of Harry Potter of, yeah. and seeing all the, all the details that you see in the, uh, in the films and you read about in the books and actually being able to touch it, you know, feel it, experience it, taste it, try butterbeer. Oh, they put in pumpkin juice. They say butterbeer. Yeah. Uh, That's like all they drank. Probably tastes like butterscotch. They have those, uh, you ever try the, Jelly bellies, the, the Harry Potter jelly bellies. Mm-hmm. It's like earwax and toe mm, jam. And, gross. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're going to they're gonna have those. Um, uh, birdie bots. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what they're called. Yeah. Do they allude to the fact that this there might be more added later, or the, does this seem like this is going to be it? They didn't say. Any, they say more details will come later. Well, they, were, they talked about adding a hotel. Yeah. In the theme park. Oh, I was like, what? No, they're going to add a hotel that's going to be Harry Potter themed. And they were talking at the beginning about the Forbidden Forest that isn't mentioned now. Right. So nobody knows. The only time that the word Forbidden Forest came up was talking about the the Flight of the Hippogriff. When you go by Hagrid's Hut, they say that's right on the edge Mm. of the Forbidden Forest. Now, if they're going to add something behind that, I don't know. Or if they're just going to say should. the hidden forest, the you know the forbidden forest is over that way. Or that yeah, one right. can't go. Creepy sounds coming out. Yeah, that one ride they keep talking about Harry Potter and the inappropriate dream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really sad. I was telling Corey last night. I said, you know, he was really cute when the movie started, but as he got older, mm-hmm. I think Ron is the cuter one now, the little redheaded dude. Oh, he's adorable. Isn't yeah, he? poor Harry. 
I also want to say that Dave Parfit did a okay. did a great blog about this. Um, Disunplug.com. He, you know, he talked about everything that I'm talking about now, and he added the photos, some official, some ours. So go check out his blog, and you can also see the video of the whole 3D map where they kind of walk you through it on the official uh, page we have on the Diz. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. But you know, there's going to be a lot more more to come. But I think this is a good start. I think people, big time Harry Potter fans are going to love this. A lot of spring breakers coming down for butter beer. Butter beer. <laughs> if anything else, this is what has prompted Disney to expand Fantasyland. Yeah. Absolutely. I read that this morning. Yep. This is what, now what's, well, the good thing about living in Orlando and having these theme parks close together is that there's always a sense of one-upmanship. SeaWorld has mantra, and now someone else opens something else. So this is the... Good yeah, thing. but Universal is going to detract all the boys. What boys are going to go see that? What did I say? Mantra. mantra. Oh. <laughs> My mantra. <laughs> you know, you just the, sit there and do the same over and over again. All the boys <laughs> are going to head over to Universal. Well, you know? that's, a fear that, to that's a fear Disney that Disney World has. However, story. you got to think about it. If, if a kid's here on vacation with his family, his parents are going to let him go to Universal by himself. Yeah. So, that's true. But girls are big fans of Harry Potter, too. It's not just yeah. boys. That's true. I think it's one of those things that if they all up their game, it's good for everybody. Exactly. That reminds yeah, me. That's I, exactly true. It just popped into my head the name of the boy fairy. I think it's going to be Terrence. Seriously. Trent Darby? No, Terrence. <laughs> You're old. I am old. It's an 80s reference. So somebody was saying, I was listening to talk radio on the way over, that Universal's won the the race or the, the big attraction. to begin with, though. Do you really, I mean, everybody's looking forward to Harry Potter, but don't you think, I mean, like, Disney's not lagging behind. There was some sort of online poll or something that I think a local station did, and they said that Harry Potter, um, Universal has now surpassed Disney as people's opinion of which is a better park. We haven't even seen this yet. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're always looking to pit one against right. the other. It right. has to be a competition, exactly. which is better. But, I mean, there is more to... Universal than just Harry Potter land. Seuss Landing. But I think it would attract This is going to be, I mean, they plan on this area being f- filled to capacity. I can just imagine what the execs at Universal, Universal are thinking of. Right. You know, uh, of how to organize all this traffic, all this crowd control, because it's going to be a flood of people heading straight Driving back, back there. to the park. You know, and also, I just want to let people know if you plan on going to Universal, whether it be next week or two years from now, this two-park unlimited emission pass for $99, which allows you two parks for seven days unlimited, this is this price is either going away or going way up. I can guarantee mm-hmm. you that in 2010 or as we get closer to the opening of this, that ticket is just going to be too great of a deal for Universal to hold on to. 2010 sounded like a long time away not too long ago. Yeah. It's three months. Yep. Yeah. So if you have any intention on going to see this or going to Universal, buy this ticket now because it, it is a limited time and they can pull it any day. And also there's a um, more information on the Harry Potter thing. You can, you can always depend on our good Disboards people. There is a thread about this whole Wizarding World of Harry Potter where people are posting photos of the construction and, and where certain things are being built, like the towers. They're posting pictures and they're drawing like little maps of, of where this little tower is in relation to the castle. Like, this is this tower right here. Oh, my God. So if you want to get really detailed in the construction and the process of all this, 
that discussion thread is awesome. And don't you think they're also going to have to look at the front of the line opportunity that they have now? How are they going to work that with Harry Potter? Because all the resort guests are going to head there. And are they going to be okay with that? Or are they going to think about, you know, like crowd control? Hey, more of a, more of a perk and draws more people to stay into their hotels than to just come for a day. So I think that that becomes more of a, a perk for people. But then what if it gets to the point where, like, every resort guest heads there first, you know, and now they're waiting in line and now they're upset because now they're waiting in line. And I don't know. I just sort of see them thinking about that one, too. Like, are they going to have, like, extra magic hours? Like, I think Universal would be happy to have that problem. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a good problem, having too many people. But uh, they're, they're definitely going to have to wash themselves. I think one of the things you're going to find is what's going to happen to the rest of that park. As people just head back to that, I mean, are you going to miss those other areas now? Are those other areas going to not be as popular? But, you know, then the other thing that I've been thinking, like everybody comes and they go once. Is Harry Potter Land going to be something that pulls you back multiple times? Or is that something you only want to see once? For the diehard fans, I think absolutely. Yeah, you'll be back. I only like Seuss Landing. So Harry Potter is yes. So Harry Potter would be great for me because I really don't care for comic book hero whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, what's the other one? Oh, Jurassic Park. Good lord. <laughs> so the movies were enough for me. Those, in my opinion, those areas each have like one good thing. You know, Marvel has Spider Man. Jurassic Park has the log as the water ride. But after that, it's kind of like. Uh, what's Seuss Landing here? Just Landing actually has a couple of cool things. Oh, yeah. Have you taken a cat in the hat? Right? Yeah, well, we I love went. a cat in the hat. Right? I enjoy yeah. the theming of Seuss Landing. Yeah, oh, I just looking around and what, like seeing how the trees happy, bend yeah. and all that stuff. That's it's a happy place. You know where those trees came from? I think you mentioned on one of the other pod, one of the podcasts. Yeah, I'm repeating myself. I've run out of but interesting forgot, information. So. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to files. Where did they come from, Kevin? Doctor Seuss never drew with straight lines, and those were trees that were damaged by Hurricane Andrew in Miami. And they were um, transplanted here. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Corey. I think there's a lot of people who are looking forward to the opening of that section of Islands of Adventure. So. I'm looking forward to it. And I watched the movie for the first time you know, this past weekend. <laughs> did you like him? I did. It was it was a crash course in Harry Potter. Yeah. But I, I'm glad I watched them. I think they, they got more dark darker. Oh, yeah. As the As he as progressed the ages, yeah. yeah. Excellent. All right, and for our final segment today, Kevin Close is going to tell us about the new Toy Story Mania game for the Wii. I went out yesterday and bought the only copy the Blockbuster in St. Cloud has, so if you're in St. Cloud looking for one, don't go to Blockbuster. (laughs) You have it. Uh, I'm not impressed. It's kind of a one-trick pony as far as I'm concerned. It's the same exact thing over and over and over and over again. Now, it's a scoring game, but you're doing the same exact thing. You're holding the remote at the screen and pushing a button over and over and over again. It doesn't seem to be very involving to me. Uh, first of all, I thought it was very confusing how you have to do it, how you have to start. I couldn't get past the, the training session. John had to show me how. It's You have to either follow along a storyline in order to open up other sections of the game or you have to get into the first section of the game and reach a certain amount of points to get the second section of the game however again it's it's very much like the uh the attraction you're pulling that string 
However, at the attraction that's interactive, you're spinning and they're shooting things at you and there's air coming and there's water coming and it's all very um, almost manic because you're spinning around and you're racing from one thing to the next. This you're sitting in the living room with and you're shooting at a screen. The other thing I think is a problem is that there's no real sight mechanism on your remote. Sometimes the games have like a little bullseye kind of thing. So they have can, that on this, yeah. Like, however, it doesn't stay for all the games. Yeah, that's true. Like the original Nintendo Duck Hunt. It has that sort of crosshairs, but it's... But yeah. that doesn't go from game to game. The other thing is, in my opinion, and it's got the, it's the cheese factor associated with everything, they market it as being in 3D. You get two sets of old-fashioned 3D glasses with the blue and red mm. eyes in them, which never really worked. Like what you get in the back of cereal boxes? Exactly. <laughs> and of all of the games, you have to you have to unlock all of the other things and do certain things to unlock the 3D games. And there are six 3D games in which you get to wear the cheesy blue and red glasses. Wow. I don't so, like games where you have to unlock things. To, I want it to go to the end. Well, that's what I said. I, John said to me, well, you have to follow the storyline and you have to do things in a certain mm-hmm. order and no. you have to do this before you can do this. And I thought, I paid $53. I want to play. <laughs> I want to go to the end. Yeah, that's he comes home. He comes home with it during the day, that night, and he says, "I I got this, and you know we'll try it out for the show tomorrow." And I had gone over to his mom's house to walk the dog, and I come home, and it's one thirty in the morning, and the TV's on, and the game is up, and I said, and he's at his computer, and I said, "What happened?" He goes, I couldn't get past the training session. I'm done. I'm over this. <laughs> if Buzz and Woody told me to throw pies at that bullseye one more time. <laughs> You're doing good, partner. And then you have to open up this little paint box to tell it if you want one player or two players or three players. And I couldn't figure out how to choose one player. Usually you take the little cursor Aww. and you go to one and you click it. No, you have to choose a paint color and move it into the one spot and then click another. And I thought, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. So I get over there and I said, well, let me, let me take a look at it. So you do it, and you do some of the ones are. It's very much like the, the, the ride and that you're throwing pies or you're throwing darts and popping balloons or you're throwing the rings. And then you get to one where you have to crank up the energy and then release a hammer, and then that shoots one of the rocket men up and hit, rings a bell. And depending on how hard you hit them is how many points you get. So here I am at 1.30 in the morning, Trying to go to sleep so we can come here and do the podcast today, waving my arms in the air. I thought he was having a seizure of some sort. And then this arm gets tired, so I can move to this arm. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, to be a fly on the wall in that living room. And then you get to another part where you now rock the remote back and forth so you can make the horse jump, and I'm doing. All he kept screaming at me is, this is bad for my repetitive stress. <laughs> <laughs> you do the button over and over. It's like, oh, my repetitive stress hurts. Well, now you're being bad for my stress level. Well, the, the actual game's repetitive, you know, with that constantly but doing this. This was like, it was right in the part where the carpal tunnel is, you know. You're We're doing hand motions for a radiation. Yeah, <laughs> I have to tell it's you, pretty. here's my review. Rent it before exactly. you buy it. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those one-trick ponies that you or your kids are going to go. It's not the kind of thing that... And I have a copy now. I have a $53 version for home. eBay, here he comes. <laughs> we have a we'll GameStop where you take it back and they'll give you part of your money back oh, towards right, something yeah. else. It's not the kind of thing that I would ever go back and replay. 
But a lot of those games, you have to keep moving on to the next level, and that's the whole. And that all makes sense, and that's fine. I hate that. But again, when the next level is now, instead of throwing darts, you're throwing rings, and instead of throwing rings, you're throwing pies, and it's. it just seems to be more And the more next one the is thing. a shooting or a water gun. But you, all you're doing is holding your finger at the screen and going click, 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 click. There's nothing involving in it. And I understand that you can get higher scores and you can compete against one another. To me, it's all the same thing you're doing, except for that spinning thing, which is really funny to watch him do. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's a little convoluted. I think it's a little difficult to understand. You earn tickets. What did you get to buy with your tickets? I I bought one of the 3D games with my tickets, but I couldn't figure out how to play it. And by that time, I'm sitting there playing the regular games with the 3D glasses on. (laughs) (laughs) And this isn't working. All I see is half red and half green. It's now 3 (laughs) a.m. And I don't want you to think for $53 you're getting anything special. These are the old-fashioned cardboard glasses that you punch out of the thing and then fold the ends in. It's just, it's got a cheese factor that I don't think is associated with Disney. I thought it was going to be better than this. Do you, I, I'm, do you have the iPhone game? Did you download that? No. I didn't, but I, I've seen other people play it. Yeah. Um, and I think for four ninety nine, you're getting the same fun value out of it. This, to me, is very, very expensive for what you get to do. I suggest you rent it before you buy it to see if it's really something. Well, a little kid might like it. I enjoy the, um, well, I enjoy it. I, I played it the first day I bought it, but I haven't opened it again. Yeah, I played it the first yeah, day. Yeah, he gave it to me. It. He's like, play this. I played it like once, and I'm like, okay, I'm here like, you go. No, that's only one yeah. game. You need to try all of them. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's okay. The other thing, too, is like when, when you're done with a level and it tells you about your score, um, the characters from Toy Story come out, and they say things to talk to you, but it's all pat, and it's all the same script. So it's like at one point I got zero points, Oh, good going, partner. That was great. You're the best. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Should should it be what do you want to say? You suck. Well, at least they could have said, try better next time. Or, or it could have been different. <laughs> but if Buzz and Woody have the right voices, the rest of the characters are not at all. Oh, mm. really? Yeah, oh. they're kind of imitation. Mm, I don't like that. Buzz and Woody are Tom Hanks and Gene Tim Simmons. Tim I can't remember who it is. Tim, 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 Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Gene Simmons. Uh, but the rest of the characters are I can see how he got them confused. Gene Simmons, the female actress, not the guy from Kiss, <laughs> right? Um, what is the it, graphic, Wuthering Heights or something? The graphics are really good, too. However, I think what's happening is this is going to be popular because people are thinking, I'm going to have a little taste of Disney World in my home. Same thing with the iPhone app. You know, a lot of But people. that's four ninety nine. This is... For an, for an iPhone app, that's pretty uh This is 53 steep. bucks. At least it was yesterday, and it was at, at Blockbuster. I understand if you buy it at Target, you can get a $5 coupon for hot dogs or something. I don't know. Um, there, I'm sure you'll be able to find it at a lower price, and eventually you'll be able to find it used. But if you're one of those people who are going to go out and adopt it the very first thing, you're going to pay full price for we it. You could borrow it from a friend. Was this You're more than welcome <laughs> to borrow mine? I don't think it's, it's and not return it. Let me ask you something. Wait is a minute. Wrap it up for Christmas. Wait a minute. Yes. Well, you said this was the last one in our blockbuster. Uh huh. I'm going to stand outside our blockbuster and sell it for sixty five dollars. I would try to make money off that sucker. <laughs> Who has a flip video camera? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to see John get arrested? <laughs> I say we send your mother up. <laughs> would you? Let me ask you honestly. Is this the kind of thing where you would go back and play this again? I'm going to go back and play it again just to see if it was my mood that night. But I have a feeling it wasn't my mood. I have a feeling it was just... Is this as much fun as shooting zombies? No, absolutely not. Ooh, why do you shoot zombies at? Resident Evil. Oh, 
Could you guys take a video the next time you play? <laughs> and I play, and I talk about repetitive and kind of dumb, I play Animal Crossing. However, I find it very relaxing. I find it's always yeah, different. It's your pace. It yeah. kind of changes all the time. The seasons change. It's well, maybe if <laughs> next time you play, um, what is this game? Toy Story Mania. John stands behind you and jerks your chair around and <laughs> blows on you. <laughs> That's what we do for the movies we watch. <laughs> Shoot water on your face. If you all are doubting whether my maturity level has increased, I left that alone. Just a thought. I'm just not going to say anything. That's what we did the last time we watched the Indiana Jones movie That's in right. our living room. Really? And when we watch Titan- he has fake snakes he throws at cats. <laughs> when we watch Titanic, Sorry. I get out the super soaker. Rose... <laughs> Move your butt over. We can both get on the door. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kevin, for ruining Toy Story Mania for so many people. And how- I know. People will be disappointed that I didn't like it. That's the best game ever. This has been an exhausting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All the stuff. Kathy the mental put in my head, yeah. The mental mm-hmm. stuff and the... Trying to imagine the Wizarding World of Harry Potter yeah. and Teresa just, with her scenarios. It's just so if a mom buys a cruise <laughs> after Harry Potter, <laughs> can she play Toy Story Mania? In, okay, you're fine. Which all boils down to: Will you come get my kids? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that will do it for this week's show. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Apparently, Teresa didn't. <laughs> and she's going to rest now. I'm sorry. And we hope you join us next week for another edition of the Diz Unplugged.